We live in a world where it's offensive to preach the gospel of Jesus and to talk about his name. And I'm here to talk about it. Welcome to the Jesus is Offensive podcast. Yo, what is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Jesus is Offensive podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Werfelman. Uh, as always, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Um, I know that it's been a while, actually, since I've made an episode, um, but welcome to season two. That is what we're terming this um, next chapter on the podcast. Um, for one, before we get into everything, I just want to thank everyone for uh, supporting that first season and just, I had no idea all the people that would actually listen to it. And obviously it's, it's all glory to God that he brought uh, a lot of you to listen. And I'm really thankful uh, for that, but super excited for season two. And that's kind of what we're doing. I think we're going to do another 10 episodes for this season, I guess you could call it. Um, but for this season, I want to bring on a lot more guests and uh, get to hear their stories and um, get to hear uh, how God has used them and, and what he's done um, through a lot of the things that I talked about in season one. Season one was to lay the groundwork of um, what I believe and what I see to be true in the Bible. And I want season two to be more of a reflection of how um, that's actually panned out and how uh, this message has touched a lot of lives. So, uh, my guest today is a good friend. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hi guys, I'm Vienna. Um, yeah, that's Vienna. And we have actually been discipling her, uh, we being my family and she has an amazing story and I felt like, um, it would be really good for her to come on because I think a lot of people could, relate um to her story even even myself as well um just being in the church and all that stuff and you guys know my story um but yeah with without further ado do you want to explain how you how you know me <laughs> um yeah that's actually an interesting story in itself <laughs> i'll try to condense a little bit but um I was in the church um, for several years, and I thought, you know, I was kind of doing everything right, checking off the boxes, so to speak. Um, but I was still really struggling, and mm -hmm. I would have, you know, times of everything going well, and then times of difficulties, um, for example, with anxiety or depression or things like that. And I think it was very um, normalized that, like, that's just like how it is for some people. And that could just be, like, the thorn in your flesh or something that you just have to deal with and learn how to um, live with. Mm -hmm. So um, it got to the point for me where it was just really serious. And I just felt like I wasn't in control anymore. And I'm not really sure what... I, mean, I feel like it had to be the Lord leading me to the truth, but something I knew something wasn't right. And there was a specific mm -hmm. instance where I knew like, you know, some words came out of my mouth that were not my own, were not my own feeling. And it was pretty scary for me. So um, I reached out to a friend and told her what was going on. <laughs> this is how it happens. It's so yeah. <laughs> she um, had some experience with um, like... Uh, spirits and demonic stuff. demonic stuff and she had been to some churches that like taught how to cast stuff out and things like that 
So I reached out to her and she said, yeah, you should come to this house and we'll pray for you. And I'm like, okay. I'm so creepy like now. (laughs) Yeah. Looking back, I was kind of like, can I come right now? I mean, I was very, I was in a very desperate um, place. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I wanted to just, you know, be rid of that and be free. Before I even really knew what freedom was, but I know I wanted to be free. So, well, you knew I was, if I could just interject, like yeah. I know you had shared, like you were leading different things at church and like to anyone else on the outside, it was like, oh, there's Vienna. Like she, she's got it all together. Like, totally. oh, she leads my group. She, she has a great family life, all this stuff. But like, that's almost the picture that's painted in the church that's almost like false that i i know like even for my family like on the outside it was like oh my gosh they're great but it's like you don't even know what's going on right right never judge a book by its cover yeah no idea the struggles but um yeah so uh my friend told me to come to this family's house and uh bring it yeah and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and these uh, the Wolfermans were uh, very welcoming to me, and I kind of showed up on the doorstep, uh, just really unaware of anything that was going to happen, but knowing that I needed some help. So well, didn't your friend say to bring? Yeah, I was going like, to know if I should throw that in there. It's just funny. Yeah, she um, told me to bring a change of clothes, and I thought. Uh, like exorcism or something that I might be like sweating profusely or possibly projectile vomiting, something crazy like that. Um, but I still came. <laughs> so that shows you where I was, but, uh, yeah. no, that was actually for another reason. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I mean, at least it shows you were desperate. Like I know I talk, we talk about that a lot of just like, if you're not desperate for being free, like mm-hmm. to follow God, then are you really ready? And I think you were at a true spot of like desperation where like, even though you're like, I don't know who these people are. I don't know what's going to happen. Like you knew something was wrong. And if there's a solution, you want it. And I think I knew that this is not the life that God wanted for me. Mm -hmm. So something else was in the way of that. And I wanted to figure it out. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So yeah. Well, with that, what happened that that night? Uh. <laughs> Just so people can get caught up to kind of right to, huh? to where you were. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So I basically just said my situation, what was going on, and then also like where I was um, in my walk with Christ. And so there was like a long conversation, and everybody made sure that I knew the gospel from the start, and. Um, that I understood what it meant to truly live your life for Christ, for Him to be the Lord of your life, and how serious it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that there is freedom in it, but it's not like, okay, I just want to uh, hurry up and get baptized or hurry up and get freed so that I can just go back to living life how I was living right. it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so we went through just kind of like, this long talk of repentance, and I think I did it with everyone. I can't even remember you really? now. I, oh, maybe I stepped away. From I think it. no. I think you did it with my mom. Yeah, but but I think I was like talking to her yeah I mean. in the beginning, just like here it is, guys. Help she me. She was just like, let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. So and then um, <clears throat> there, they definitely made sure that I knew what would what was the meaning behind baptism and the importance behind that and that was pretty huge for me too because i don't think i ever really realized the significance other than i was always taught um 
It's just kind of like an outward action for an inward feeling or something to those yeah. effects <laughs> I hear all the time. Um, but no, it's actually something much more significant than that. So mm-hmm. I ended up getting baptized that night. Because um, you felt like, I, I forget, was, did you feel like your past baptism wasn't... I Well, yeah, I was unsure because yeah. I felt like... I mean, I guess it's really about the Holy Spirit. In the, in the yeah. yeah, I well, I actually yes, I was baptized through the church um, in the Zuza River um, when my oldest son was about six months old, and it was a beautiful experience. And I definitely felt the presence of um, the Holy Spirit there, but not that I had fully received the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit or that I could. Um, definitely say he was dwelling inside me. Yeah. You don't have that like certainty. Right. And um, yeah, so I chose to do it again. (laughs) And um, one true baptism. One true. Now knowing. Right. Now knowing Um, with the, with the right understanding of what it really meant and with a full repentance and, you know, all the steps in between that I may have skipped over Mm -hmm. before, because that's not really how they, typically do it um well if i could say too like one thing just in sharing your story and everything like it just points to that you need all the steps Mm -hmm. like i think it's david boston who says like if if you have three steps but you're missing one like that's how most people are so they go around thinking they have all the steps but they only have three but no matter if you have three or three and a half or really close to four, if you don't have four, you, you're you not going to be fully free and like For different sure. and changed. So Yeah, there, he actually, um, one way that I really understood it was there's a video where, that talks about like a baby being born mm-hmm. and the baby can be born, you know, at all this, all these different points. You can say like, oh, when it takes its first breath or when it leaves the womb or when the umbilical cord is cut. Yeah. Anyone can argue like each one of those points is when it's born but when it's actually born it's a process that you have to complete all those steps for mm-hmm. the baby to be you know uh, released but anyway yeah um, no that's a that's a good point if you guys want to check out that video i think it's called like are you born again and it's you can put in david pawson p-a-w-s-o-n mm-hmm. um yeah it's really good it, it just to elaborate on that explains like you know not only do you need to birth the baby but like you have to cut the umbilical cord and there's a few other things that I forget, but just like all the steps that you you need to actually um, free the child and actually have the child. Like you're not going to go home with the child connected to the umbilical cord or something like that, you mm-hmm. know. So and and his whole thing is like, and you should check out the video. But his whole thing is like, if you, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. But anyways, check out the video <laughs> for sure. Even yeah. like really compares even how the laying of the hands to make the baby cry out yeah. and all that like is very similar to baptism when uh, after I was baptized, I felt something right away that started to manifest. And, mm-hmm. um, and was I was it just like, a, in, like, I don't know what that, like, was it just like in your stomach? Like, I think it was, well, I felt like something in the water okay. might have already kind of left. So I felt a little bit lighter, but then instantly I felt attacked. And when I say like attacked, it's pretty similar to um, maybe like a, an anxiety attack or like mm. um, nervous adrenaline type of rush. Like you, your stomach gets tight, your body gets tense. You just feel like kind of nauseous, like all those things. Maybe yeah. like your head hurts a little bit. It just um, feels very abnormal. Sort yes. Of 
abnormal, but it's definitely a physical manifestation. And mm-hmm. so I knew like, okay, something's going to happen. Um, so we went inside. <laughs> then, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it can get a little loud. <laughs> yeah, we went inside. Well, we usually ask too, like, do you feel, like if we're baptizing someone, like, do you feel the battle inside? You know what yeah. I mean? Because obviously they know the best of like how they're feeling. You know, you mm-hmm. don't want to just scream at someone like if they feel free or they feel like, oh, no, something's still going on. Like, it's a really big key to, like, ask people how they're doing, you know. But anyways. Yeah. Um, I feel like we try to do that. <laughs> My mom's like, it's okay. I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the demon. <laughs> and you're like, what's like, going it's on? It's okay. Just do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, well, be, prior to this, too, like, um, I'll just, like, you guys all know Jen now. So, I was going to say Jen. Um, <laughs> My mom. She, yeah. She explained to me about speaking in tongues and praying in tongues, the power of the Jesus name and all that stuff. So, mm. I knew when they were going to be laying hands on me and praying for me um, that all that stuff was going to happen. So, it wasn't, uh, didn't scare me in any way or wasn't uncomfortable anyway. It was, like, Good point. welcomed. Um so, yeah, that happened, and I think 30 minutes. Yeah, took, I think maybe? it was probably like 30 minutes. 20, 30 minutes <laughs> till um, it finally left, and it was rough. I don't want to scare people, um, <laughs> but it was rough. It was a battle, and I felt like I had had whatever that was for a very long time. And um, Well, I think the sad part is, is like, not to get into details, but like, as I've spoken on before, like things can get passed down from your family, mm-hmm. what whatever. Not saying that Vienna didn't make and we all didn't make bad decisions at one time, but mm-hmm. like even stuff that you couldn't control was like in there. And so it's like, yeah. yeah, it's rough, but it's like, it's the only way to get something that's like that dark, like out, you know what I mean? Sure. And I'm sure you wouldn't like have it any other way, like no. for the world, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even though it's like, yeah, it's dark and like scary and not scary, I guess, but just like intense, you know. I bet it's, you were probably a little scared in the moment. Yeah, but it's almost like when you've lived with something, I think for that long, you mm-hmm. kind of know that it's not really right. Like, doesn't fit with. Like, I knew. Yeah. And so I wasn't really afraid. I, I think the the only fear that I possibly had was that it wouldn't go, because right. all I wanted was to be completely free. Well, that's what I always thought. It's like with deliverance, it's like. It's like the final thing you can do. And I feel like the fear of man is to always think like, but what if it doesn't go now? There's literally, this is the last option. But the other good thing is like, as long as you stick with it and you truly repent and want to live for Jesus, then you will always be delivered. At least that's, that's how I see it. It's not like healing where it's like Jesus dictates it in a way, but with, with deliverance, I think he already gave us all the authority in his name. It's not like Jesus says, Mm -hmm. oh, I don't want you to be free. It's like, as long as it's his name and you're letting it go, then like it will be free. But it it is true. I feel like everyone has that worry going in of like, what if I, what if I never get free? I mean, even in my testimony, I was like, I didn't want to get prayed for, for a number of reasons, but even just like feeling like, what if, what if it doesn't, what if it doesn't go? Like, what else do I do? Like, I don't, I almost don't want to try the final step because if it doesn't work, then I'll feel like hopeless the rest of my life, you know, which totally. And you can't, you become lie, almost like accustomed to whatever the, that sometimes if it's a stronghold or a sin or if you get like, um, it's entwined in your identity, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. And so sometimes it's hard to let that go because then it's like, well, who am I? That's some, um, hundred percent. In some instances from what I've seen, but yeah. 
without having too much understanding of it that that was my fear but um not anymore obviously (laughs) so what was i mean so obviously maybe you can talk on like the weeks after that like i mean obviously now looking what it's been like nine or ten months like things are totally different but how was it like right after because i think you still did have to like fight like yeah, pretty heavy right so um yeah it does like go back a little bit and it, um, you weren't even ready for all this i mean you just come and now your life is like changed all I know. <laughs> but I, yeah i mean i th- i also feel like god had slowly been preparing me mm-hmm. along the way yeah like um dropping little nuggets of truth for me to find along the road here and there so i was kind of like it was easy for me to like register that this was the truth yeah um but i just wanted to 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 go back really quickly like after um after you guys prayed over me and then i received the holy spirit and um and spoke in tongues and that was like that was almost crazier for me than like actually being delivered the whole thing was just like what's happening yeah because it was it was such a struggle and it was so draining i felt like i was gonna pass out and fall on the floor i Mm -hmm. felt like i was completely emptied out and so receiving the holy spirit completely filled me back up and with like that was the most bizarre thing because i felt (laughs) like I had just run a marathon, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Woo, wait, let's what? go!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's run another one. Um, so, so that, cool. yeah, that was just a really cool experience, and I uh, have no question that that happened mm-hmm. like before my baptisms, my baptism before, where I was like, "Well, yeah, I felt God and I felt great, but not like, it's like that. nothing changed." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Nothing significantly changed. Mm-hmm. That's ta- that was tangible. Um, what about uh, now talking about tongues before we move on? Like, wasn't it that night when you drove away that like, cause you were unsure yeah. right, a little bit. So I'm cause I think, of, yeah, sure about that. Cause I think people definitely, I know for me, like doubt it right away. You for know sure. Mean? For sure. Um, especially when you're older and you've already had a preconceived notion of what tongues are and the type of people that do them. And I'm doing quotes with my fingers that you can't see, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, you definitely have, it's harder when you don't have a clean slate of what things are and you have these preconceived notions. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where childlike faith comes in. But yes, it. I was like, eh, I don't know, because, you know, they're like, well, just try to like copy me and then see. And like, and I did. And then it was my own. But I was like, when I was driving home, I, it was quiet. And so when I was driving home, I just prayed and I was like, Lord, like, that was really from you. Like, I want it right now. Like, yeah. show me right now. So I, I turned up the music in the car and I was praying and I just started like going, going off. <laughs> and it was like electric and I got chills and it was wow, like so, so cool. cool. It brought tears in my eyes, but like happy tears. And um, I remember when I first heard Vienna songs, I, was, I literally thought I was like, those are so cool. It sounds <laughs> sick. Well, I, I wanted to say too, not to like, like save face but like when we say like copy too it's like what and i've explained this but just if you're a new listener like when we pray for the holy spirit or or obviously and we believe that when you receive the holy spirit there'll be an outward like sign so tongues Mm -hmm. for instance we always um ask the people to try to imitate us and i don't really like that word but it's more so to loosen up their brain not and let their mouth like open up you know what i mean because Yeah, because people get so, like, in their own head. It's like, well, if God wants me to speak in tongues, it's just going to, like, blurt out of my mouth. But, you know, the first thing, the first attribute of the Holy Spirit is self-control. So, unfortunately, God's not going to just, you know, open your mouth, like, straight up, just 
crank the the teeth like open and start speaking. So the imitation is is not the final tongue. In fact, no one has ever imitated and then kept the same tongue because no one's tongues sound the same. They're all very similar in the way they work because it is a language in a way, but we just do that to try to like what's the word like get the pump kind of like going um and then we've seen get people uh yeah exactly and and everyone's story is different like vienna's like like in the car but we've seen people that they're trying to imitate they're trying to imitate and what that does is that helps the childlike faith because they feel like an idiot but they're like well i want to do this because god mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden his tongue like the holy spirit's tongue for this individual just takes over okay. and they literally look at you like with the biggest eyes they're like oh my gosh like i'm doing it so I just wanted to clear that up. Like it's not imitation really. It's more to just like help them step out of their comfort zone um, and like speak it out because we just like anything you have to like step into faith. You have to like walk it out and show it. So that's kind of the way to say like, God, I'm ready. Like I'm ready mm-hmm. to look stupid. I'll just, I'll speak, you know? So anyways, I just wanted to. Yeah, totally. That. I just wanted to add to like a lot of us, um, we like to be in control mm-hmm. <clears throat> and releasing, um, your tongue that way to make this sound that you think is going to be crazy. It's a little bit difficult to do in the beginning. However, it's so important. And I just want to say like, Mm -hmm. um, that has made my prayer life so much stronger being able to pray in tongues, um, because I don't always have the words to pray. I'm not a very eloquent prayer. I don't have that gifting yet. yet. To say yet. (laughs) Um, but that just helps me, like, I know that's God's perfect will for mm-hmm. my life. And so I'm just actually super thankful to have that gift. I yeah. think that's pretty oh. amazing and underrated. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. It's like, do I have to speak? I, I feel like I hear that question all the time. Do I have to speak in tongues? It's like, well, why wouldn't you want to? It's awesome. Yeah, totally. But I get that too. Like, I mean, like my story, like for eight years, I was like, what's the point? Like until you understand what tongues are, maybe I should even do more of an episode on that just to. I feel like with tongues, it's honestly the strongest stories about them are like testimonies because I think the acts treats them as so normal because it was normal back then that it's like it doesn't even go into that much detail about talking about it because it's it was just very normal. Like I remember reading in Timothy the other day and it just like very like quickly says um, talks about that they prayed for uh, people's spiritual gifts like to be prophesied so that when. Uh, someone was baptized or whatever, they would like receive their spiritual gift. But we don't even really hear that talked about. It's kind of just like happens in one sentence and you kind of just read over it because those kind of things were just so normal back then. So I think it's like that with tongues where it's like, Mm -hmm. it was very normal. So it's not like, hey, these are all the things that tongues do because people just knew. But I think Vienna, my experience, multiple other people, they could share that like, no, tongues have changed their lives in multiple different ways. And it's just, you know, the Holy Spirit speaking through you. Like, what else, What could be better than that? But getting back to everything that we were talking about. Sorry. No, no, no. It's all, <laughs> it was actually a great little side note because I feel like that's one thing that people are always like, mm, you know. I'm really good at tangents. <laughs> no, me too. episode on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what was, so explain that, like, I don't know exactly how long it was for you, but I know that it was like three, two or three weeks that like after it was like pretty, like really hard. Yeah, so just I think explain it was that with actually any, like um, that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I I was a little bit prepared. I think maybe not so much, but um, somebody had read the verse about um, 
you know, they cast the devils out and then... Book 11. Yeah, and they go into the wilderness, come back and um, bring seven more. (laughs) Yeah, like if they find the house is clean. Yeah, Yeah. so um, there was definitely a battle where uh, I feel like they tried to come back in and... um, Like intimidate you kind of Intimidate me, scare me. um, But... I praise God for that because that really got me strong super quick. Yeah. 100%. Like, and also really trusting in the power of Jesus name. Mm-hmm. Like you can say it. Yes. There's power in the name of Jesus, but when you use it and when you see, yeah, it's, like, it's a like, whoa. Yeah. It's like saying, Oh yeah, I know the sword is sharp, but like until you go out and use it, you're like, Oh dang, I need this thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I feel like I, I maybe have was a more fearful person than I even realized. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, God, um, he really He really freed me from so much that I didn't even realize was uh, strongholds in my life. So I spent a lot of time praying about that, and the Lord had revealed a few other things to me that I needed to repent of that didn't come up um, just to my mind in that first night. So, and I also think maybe I wasn't ready for those things. So, I mean, God is so gentle. He's such a gentleman and he's like, he knows what we can handle. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so he just slowly brought those things back to my mind and I was able to deal with them and process them, process them um, with having the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I didn't have the Holy Spirit. And if some of those things that those memories that I had blocked off had come back, I don't know how. I would have been able to. Well, I was going to say too, like, I feel like that's why discipleship is so important too, because like you see a lot of the times, like even if you have the right understanding about like the gospel and all that stuff, but it's just like baptized, filled. Okay. Later. Yeah. See you later. But like, like she said, like she was definitely felt like fully free that night. But then like a few days later, it's like, Oh wait, maybe a few other things or, Mm -hmm. or whatever. So that's why you have to like check back up with people to see how they're doing, especially because like, Vienna, like she leaves the house and already she's getting like attacked because obviously like the last thing the devil wants to see is like him lose his grip on like someone. Right. Surely. So like obviously for the next few weeks, he would go at you like super hard and you'd have to fight. And I mean, obviously it was all on you and Jesus fighting, but like it probably feels good to have other people in your corner that like yeah. can help, you know. And I just feel like the Lord wants me to add this um, to go back to that the night I was baptized. I was actually <clears throat> a few months prior to that. I was hospitalized for um, this pain that I had, this severe pain that I had had in my chest. And uh, I was in the hospital for three days for that without any um, any treatment working, without any answers to what it was. Uh, yeah, a lot of tests, a lot of... Um, bad things put in my body (laughs) to try to figure this out um but the night that i got baptized i was freed from that and since that day it has not come back that's us and i feel like that's really important because i feel like a lot of um physical ailments or pains or really anything that any kind of anything that falls under autoimmune, really, because of your body is like not really, it's not meant to attack itself. I personally feel like that's a demonic thing. And there had been times before that I had gone to the doctor for things that could not be, there's no answer for, there mm. was no. And um, now <laughs> I just showed up today <laughs> with a pain and I asked oh, yeah. Taylor to pray for me. 
and gone. So <laughs> she was like, my back, my back hurts. Can you pray? I'm like, okay, I put my hand in there. I mean, all God's glory, but she, she literally just bends straight down and is like, yep, that's good. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I feel like that no, was an that's important awesome. part of my testimony. That Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, something along those lines, but, oh, oh yeah. I was going to say like things that don't have cures, like anxiety. I think of that yeah. like a lot of times, like I don't want to say like all anxiety is demonic because I want to be very like careful with how I talk to people and like how I handle things. But at the same time, especially like seeing Vienna's story, Mm -hmm. it's like, that isn't normal. Like that Mm -hmm. shouldn't happen to a clean vessel, right? Like if God, like when Jesus came down and he set us free from sin and all those things and gave us power over death and, and demons and all those things, then really he's slowly and slowly and slowly restoring us back to like how we were in the garden, right? Like we still live in this world, but like he said, his kingdom's on earth. Like we are not of this world anymore. So I think of things like anxiety or like, um, those kind of things, not, not so much physical pain. Like I think sometimes those are things that at least in my experience, sometimes, you know, you pray and they don't go away, but things like a anxiety that's like coming from within, that's like not about your physical body. It's like almost inside to me. It's like that, that has to be demonic or, or something like that. So I was going to ask you actually, how is how was your anxiety after that? And how is it now being like, what, nine or 10 months after? Because it was like really bad, right? When you came? It was, yeah. There, I mean, I went through debilitating periods. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's gone. I have like, I mean, so like, crazy. there's little days where like something might happen. and But I recognize it as an attack. I rebuke it. I pray. Mm-hmm. I praise God. I'll worship. You know, pray in do, tongues. Pray in tongues. Do all the things I need to do. And, and that's it. It doesn't yeah. have power over me or control over me. It doesn't mm-hmm. dictate my life like it did yeah. before. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I think that's I, like, not that I hate, but sometimes I, I just struggle to be so black and white because I want to be like careful with people. But I really think that's how it is. Like if anxiety is controlling your life, then it's like, maybe there's something missing. Maybe you need to be baptized and maybe you need more deliverance. I think mm-hmm. for sure, maybe. And that's not a bad thing. Like we all have had things and we've all been delivered in our own special ways. Um, but like, if you have the temptation to do it, like I might have the temptation of lust, but anymore, like I am not controlled by it at all. Like I know it's coming. I just like Vienna said, I pray, I get out of there quick. And same with like Vienna, like she might feel the temptation to go to anxiety, but she's able to resist it. So I think we all have something like certain triggers that like the devil knows because he knows us so well to use on us. But the freedom and having the Holy Spirit gives us that extra like level over him to be like, nah, dog, like I'm not, I'm not doing that today. Um, So if that, if you feel like that's you too, that's like, I can't say no, you know, and I don't have... Um, I don't have the power over it, then I would really seek God and, and ask him, like, do I, do I need to be delivered? Is there something inside, you know, and that there's no shame in that. Like God totally. wants everyone to have freedom. You know, and I think that's why Vienna's story is great. Yeah. But there anyways. was a point that, I mean, I, when God started bringing stuff to my mind and I felt like I need to repent again, where I was like, do I need to go back and get more prayer? Do I need, yeah. what do I need to do again? And um, I remember just praying, literally until I fell asleep. And that night, the yeah. Lord called out himself three things and they left. And in your, <clears throat> in your dream, right? In my yeah. dream. That's and, pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's faithful. If you, if you're truly seeking him mm-hmm. and you are truly repentant, like, you know, cry out to him. Yeah. 
And I think another thing that kind of, um, when you receive the Holy Spirit, like the word comes alive. Mm-hmm. I think you're able to understand it in just a completely different way. Like how many times have we heard is, um, greater is he who is living in me than he who's living in the world. Yeah. We've heard that. We sing that. But do you, do you, do you know that? Do you know that like Holy Spirit living inside me is greater than any. And you can only know that if you've experienced yeah. it really. So yeah, I could say that, but then to step into the, just the, the knowledge of like, that is 100% true. Mm-hmm. Nothing can come against me, you know, yeah. that I can't, that, through the power of so Jesus cool. and through his name that I can't overcome. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. No, I, yeah, I, I think that's so true. But it's like, again, you have to experience it almost to believe it, but sure. not in the way of like testing it, more of just like once you actually put your faith in it, like you finally put your faith in like Jesus's name and just like battled it out, then you knew that it's like, oh, wow, like it actually is true that there is power. You know, like yeah. we sing, there is power in the name yeah. of Jesus, you know, all that. But it's like, but I don't, I mean, again, in a lot of those churches, I don't, I don't see the power, you know? So how are we really supposed to know the power, um, you know? But moving right along, um, let's see what else. I just have some notes written down. So maybe just, I mean, I know you've touched on like your freedom, um, but just um, one, how has your freedom allowed you to be like closer to God and share his gospel? I feel like we kind of touched on that, but maybe like, you know, now we've, been discipling you and now you're really strong and god has like given you more gifts and like also you've been able to share with people like how have you because i know you led certain groups and stuff but how do you feel more empowered to like share and maybe you could even talk about like sharing with your children or or whatever like whatever you want to yeah um so i think that it's definitely been easier for me to um reach out and pray for people Mm-hmm. Which before I would kind of just be like, I'll pray for you. Wait, <laughs> you should I'm tell like, that story in the mall. Wait, oh my wait. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that just came to my mind. That was, okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> so sometimes the Lord will give me a word for someone. <laughs> um, and we, I was at the mall with my husband and um, I saw, I noticed this girl walking by and I just like, the Lord just gave me a strong message from her. And I had not really um, given. That was like your first time, right? That was like my first time. <laughs> I had not uh, like given anyone a word before from the Lord. So I I didn't. I kept walking. And then I just got this like overwhelming feeling of like, if I don't do this, I'm just going to like explode or something. <laughs> like I have to go and talk to this girl. So I literally turned to my husband and said, I'll be right back and took off like running in the mall. <laughs> I just picture that. I don't know why it's so funny. <laughs> and I went into this girl and I was like, this might sound totally crazy, but um, the Lord really wanted me to give you this message. And so I gave it to her and she just had tears in her eyes and she gave so me this cool. long hug. Yeah. And in hindsight, pre-COVID. I wish I would have like, yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> in hindsight, I wish I would have like said, let's pray or like exchange info yeah. or something. But I was very nervous and I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> and then ran away. Okay, cool. Um, well, <laughs> but, if I can speak on that though sure. too, like we all, we all learn like over time, like, you know, especially sharing to random people, it can be very hard because you have like a short period of time and now you're all of a sudden under pressure and then you like walk away and you're like, I felt good. And then five minutes later, you're like, wait, no, I forgot this, this, this. But I was going to say too, we did like a little kickstart at our house like a few months after, actually, I think it was just like a month after 
you were baptized. Yeah, pretty, yeah. And like Vienna was like the one who wanted, she's like, let's go, let's pray for people. And she like <laughs> prayed for some random lady out front, like got her number and like, yeah, um, it was just, but it just not to brag on her, but just to show the power of God that um, she now had and like that confidence to like go out. Like a person who- It's like boldness that he- Boldness, yeah. Boldness. And, and I mean, I haven't experienced like anxiety, I don't think in my life or like really heavy anxiety, but to me, just picturing someone who is anxious about things- to then just go out and like share something that could be very like scary to do and just be like, yeah, like we'll just do it. Um, you can just see like the total change. And I was also going to ask you about um, you getting words for people and like you seeing visions and all that stuff, like how God opened that up and like how obviously like you being repentant, turning away from sin, like allowed yourself to be intimately like a lot closer to God. Like, I don't know, anything you want to share on that? Um. Yes. So two, two part. So yeah, you can you can spitball just whatever you whatever you feel like. Um, I I wish I had brought my book because I can't even remember like the first thing that God showed me. But um, sometimes in prayer or when you know I'm doing like having a conversation with some somebody, Lord, Lord, what might give me like a word of knowledge for them or show me something that um, they could possibly be struggling with. Or Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's like encouragement. Um, Specifically when I'm praying for someone, the Lord shows me like bigger, bigger pictures. But um, I don't know. That's like, that's such a cool thing. And it's so hard to explain because there's not really words to describe how amazing yeah <laughs> just being able to have this relationship with literally like the creator of the world the yeah. universe like um and he just like answers you <laughs> mm-hmm. that's um yeah uh, <laughs> it makes me feel pretty special yeah um but i i always want to i always ask god to just use me use me for your glory and if people like if somebody needs your help and i'm in their path use me and i feel like because of that willingness now that i have he has um given me more gifts because i'm willing well i was i was gonna say too like i think there's something like good to be seen here too to the fact of like a lot of people think, you know, okay, I need to go to church my whole life. I need to go to seminary. I need to do, 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 until like I can hear from God or something like that. But then you look at like a person like Vienna, obviously, yes, she, she was going to church and all that stuff, but I think she would really see like everything really starting like this January, like, yeah. and how quickly God can like be, I mean, it even happened to Emma, my sister, like how quickly God can begin to speak, reveal things, um, grow you in your gifts because you're a willing open vessel you know it's not about all this like training teaching obviously when we have the holy spirit we just want to read the bible so that is a part of it but it's it's not so much about oh i need to learn from this person and this person and this person it's like when we just turn away from sin he can actually have that relationship with us and i always think adam and eve like the moment they sinned they put a wall in between them and god and they couldn't communicate anymore but before they were like walking with him in the garden it was very normal so the moment we're able to remove that sin by the grace of God, like him giving us the power to, to repent and actually turn away, the more he can have clear conversation with us, you know? It's just like a relationship. When there's unspoken stuff in between you, there's a strain, there's mm-hmm. a block. And when you surrender and you repent, 
um, and that block is gone, then that communication is clear and you can yeah. be a lot closer to that person. And um, I feel like I wasn't doing necessarily any disservice to God, maybe going to church uh, and, and being involved in the things that I was involved in. But I wasn't putting my relationship with him first. I was putting other things first service. and service for yes. So I mean that can even become an idol in your life when that's yeah. your your main focus and your eyes are not fixed on Jesus and um and I feel like too that could have been times where I started to fall not fall away but um you know have anxiety or or start to deal with things like that because I wasn't constantly running after him. I was running after other things. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm on the path with him and then I'm taking a detour or right. <laughs> looking at something else, scenery. <laughs> and I think like not to like bring the, sorry, by the way, there's like gardeners in the background. Oh. So, uh, but it's all good. Um, I was going to say though, just to like bring it back to like the main theme though too, just to see that like Vienna is not the only one in the church that experienced things like this. In fact, everyone did at some point or is feeling like, you know, this, there must be more like, or struggling with things still, but like, it's taboo. Like you almost can't talk about them in the church. You know what I mean? Like you have to make it look like you have it together or, or whatever it is. But like, no, I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like, um, the Lord was definitely preparing me along the way. Yeah. And it started by like me feeling like something was missing. Mm -hmm. Um, even in some sermons or something, I would hear something like, I don't think that's what that means. I don't right. think that's what that verse, or that might not be who that's directed to or something. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't, I mean, it's not like I have, you know, this deep biblical knowledge, but I think the Lord was really like showing me like, hey, mm-hmm. seek me for yourself. Seek me for yourself. Um and maybe had to bring me to that point of desperation where I'm just like, okay, how? Yeah, what do I do? <laughs> and now it's like so simple that I'm like, oh, that's all I have to do yeah. is just be with you. <laughs> like, oh, that's what you wanted from me. You just yeah. wanted all of me. Um, so S- surrender is like the best thing. It's the hardest, but yeah, it's like the best as well. Yeah. Can you talk just a, b- a little bit about just as we're kind of like coming to the end here, just like. How has this made you a better mother, a better wife, like all that kind of stuff? Like what is sure. like, how has it changed everything? I mean, I know like not to spoil too much, but even like your homeschooling now, like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like what has. Yeah. Um, sure. Okay. So definitely able to pour more love and mm-hmm. life and truth into my kids. Um, without like going on too many tangents, realizing the power of my words over them, blessings over cursings over their lives, mm-hmm. just directing them, I think, to a very, the very basic truth, which they get yeah. that you're either living for God or you're living for the world. It's not, I mean, I feel like for kids, it's super simple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, and my six-year-old gets it. He, he was very um, interested in learning more about the Lord. He actually says that catechism is his favorite subject, which <laughs> yes. is like so cool. I've never <laughs> heard that before. So but, cool. Um, he says it's really fun to learn about God. And um, 
If you ask him, I mean, he'll tell you, like, you're either a friend of the devil or you're a friend of God, and you can't be both. If you're a friend <laughs> so, of the devil. So black and white. Yeah. If you're a friend of the devil, you're an enemy of God and vice versa. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I feel like it's so important for them to just have that foundation and that truth. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I, you know, really wished I would have had more of. Yeah. Um, well, the, what made you decide to, like, homeschool? Okay, back then. Yeah, so... It doesn't have to be, like, a well, long story, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, even there. just you feeling like... I mean, I know, like, if I was in your space, you feeling, like, comfortable enough to teach him about God? Because we both yeah. know that's the most important thing. Like, yeah, math, For all sure. this stuff's cool, but, like, feeling comfortable to be able to give him that, like, sturdy foundation in God or whatever the case may be. I had felt like God was calling me to homeschool for a long time. Yeah. But I was afraid... And um, I feel like my husband wasn't totally on board either. Mm -hmm. Um, But the whole COVID thing actually really was a good push for us. (laughs) Okay. But when I... Government made us homeschool. (laughs) But when... I mean, I I could have done other things. There was other options. But Mm -hmm. when I prayed about it, I just felt so strongly that that was what the Lord was calling me to do. And when Mm -hmm. I finally just surrendered and said, okay, God, I'm doing it, like overnight i just felt confident i feel like he equipped me and prepared me in an instant things started just falling into place (laughs) my friend had recommended this curriculum i checked it out loved it ordered it okay great like things bam 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 um and it's been great and Mm. it's not to say that you know we don't have the same struggles but right it's so different it's so different that we can just stop and say, like, okay, let's just ask God to come, <laughs> come yeah. and be with us right now and just help us and, and recenter us. And um, Well, I think that's even, like, the premise of, like, the idea of this whole podcast is, like, Jesus has become such an, like, offensive thing. And it, it's taboo to say that sentence, but, like, if you look at the policies and all the things that are being made, really, it is, like, people are offended by what Jesus stood for and stands yeah. for. Like, so to have now your child as sad as it is like to put your child because i mean i was homeschooled as well like putting your child in a school that doesn't teach god over everything like maybe even a christian school it might add god into the picture but is it the full thing that you want you know like and obviously you know we could talk for hours about like how much you shelter your child and all that stuff but the main importance is is that god is number one i mean i know Mm -hmm. there were years of homeschooling that i feel like no offense to my mom but it was like we didn't even do that much work but at least we were like doing community bible study and like praying and all that kind of stuff and now you even being further in your walk than than my mom was back then like you have so much to like pour into him and like i feel like that childlike faith will actually last a lot longer because he'll never know any difference uh and i know a lot of people will be like well that's brainwashing or forcing your child but but when you actually experience god and like we won't get into the stories, but just even like your two boys have experienced God in, in certain ways. It's like, yeah, they're not going to doubt that when they get older because it's been so like obvious to them, not only right. just like religion, 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 but it's been like a tangible, like this is real, you know? Yeah. And I don't, um, I don't teach them. I wouldn't even say like religion. It's just yeah. like Jesus is just part of our life and he has made our life so much better. And he's, you know, help. He helps us every day. He's with us every day. We yeah. we know like all the. I, I mean, it's it's. I feel like it's changed so much because um, 
we just have a different understanding of who God is mm-hmm. fully. And I didn't have that before. And I didn't even think that that was the most important thing before, right. to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, whereas now, I mean, Jesus is like, I mean, this probably sounds corny or something, but he's like, he is the love of my life. He is yeah. the number one in my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm going to get emotional, but <laughs> it's okay. Um, I was very shakable before. Mm-hmm. Things didn't go my way or someone hurt my feelings or I was always like tough on the outside, but very, very extremely, my husband would say, oversensitive <laughs> um, on the inside. And I just, I don't feel um i don't really care as yeah. what the world has to say anymore I, it's just like he's we're just young. yeah he's right there mm-hmm. and in the not to say that like now my life is without struggles or without pain or like without attack or anything like that but i can just turn to him and he's there like i i have this relationship that is tangible now mm-hmm. and that was something that i was missing for years yeah for years i would say like someone had to pray for me for me to like hear what God had to say or to feel better when now it's like, it's great to have people that pray for you. And I'm like, so thankful to you guys and your family for always praying for me too. But, but now I know I can just do that. I can just do that. And feeling like if someone says something or even like, you know, let's say you and your husband, like everyone does get in an argument or something like that. You don't feel as much like, Oh my gosh, that just like destroyed me or whatever. Because it's like, at the end of the day, you know you have God, so you have like yeah. a deeper rest and like. And it's not to say that, yeah, it's not to say that those instances don't hurt or you don't yeah. like all of a sudden you're you know numb to emotion. No, no that's, that's not it at human. all. Yeah. Right, but just understanding that your worth doesn't come from anyone in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're you're worthy and you're loved and cherished. Yeah. So and to me, like that has just completely transformed my entire thinking my entire being just yeah. everything yeah so yeah uh, I, I think that's awesome yeah well is there anything else you want to share i feel like that's um, a good spot to yeah that's a good spot i just i was praying on the way here and i just felt like god really wanted me to um kind of reiterate like that you know i just kind of went over that he's the love of my life but he's also the lord of my life mm. and I think um, sometimes there's like an extreme where either Jesus is too fluffy and friendly or God is just like this wrathful God. And so (laughs) (laughs) I just (laughs) um, I just wanted to say that I love God Mm -hmm. and I obey him because I love him and because I know he loves me. And it's not like this dictator relationship where I am terrified to sin because this is going to happen or I'm going to like bring back those things that were right. cast out of me or something like that. And I, you I just don't like want to sin. I don't want to hurt him. Mm, that's good. Because I yeah. know when I turn away from him, it hurts him. Just like a relationship. Sure. If I was to do something that, if I was to, you know, like disrespect my husband or cheat on him, like that would hurt him deeply. And right. and God, he is my father. He mm-hmm. is the number one. Like he's done everything for me, continues yeah. to do everything for me. And being able to have that relationship means my hope comes from him. My joy comes from him. And I fully trust him. Mm. And that has been 
really the most freeing part mm. of everything that's happened yeah. to me in this past year is that knowing that what he says for me is what's best for me and I trust him and I accept that. Yeah. And if things are not lining up that way, I'm not freaking out. I'm right. trusting him no <laughs> like, matter right. what. And the freedom in that is really undescribable. Mm-hmm. And Well, I was going to say, that's actually such a good point because it's like, like you said, when we're worried about sinning, it's always about like me, me, me. Like, oh, like, how's this going to play out for me if I do this? Like, oh no, God's going to be mad at me. But it's yeah. like, it's never about like, oh, how does this make God feel? Like, yeah. even to me, I was like, wow, that was, I've never thought about it almost that way. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, wow, how does what I'm doing make him feel just like in a relationship? Like you said, I, yeah, I think that's really good. Cause it's, it's either me focused or like God focused. And that's a good way to describe obedience too. Cause it's like, yes, as much as we have to do it in order to follow God, it's also because if you really truly love him so much, yeah. you would want to do anything for him because he's done everything for you. Yeah. You know, and I was even thinking like, it reminded me too what you said of like, talking about how you said, obviously God was important uh, to explain to your kids, but like it wasn't the number one thing. Like there were other things, you know, mm-hmm. because I think there's still this Americanization of God where it's like, well, of course, Christian school, but it's like, you make sure you're doing really good in math so you can get that scholarship mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But it's like, if we really trust God and we really love him, and like you said, he's lined up everything and you just trust it. When he says, go, you do it. Then we know that if we grow our kids or and ourselves to just be focused on him, that everything is going to come into the way it's supposed to be. And I know that sounds crazy, especially even to people that have really strong faith. Because I know for me too, it's like, that's hard. Like, what? Mm-hmm. How? But I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to, I need to do this. But it's like, if we literally just put everything into God, he'll map everything else out. So I think that's There's awesome. nothing that he is not in control of. So true. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's pray. And I mean, if you get anything in the prayer, okay. you can share it. <laughs> if not, that's cool. <laughs> Dear Lord God, I, I just thank you so much just for allowing this podcast to happen, God, and just for bringing Vienna on today. Um, Lord, I just thank you for her story, God. And although... I wouldn't wish anyone to suffer. And I know you don't wish that at all, but I thank you that you use our brokenness. Not only that you you turn our brokenness into goodness and freedom, but you use those broken moments to be shared with people so that they can be impacted. And I have no doubt that today Vienna's story has impacted people um, that are out there. And I pray that it it impacts even more people, God, that, that you would send this podcast to the right people that need to hear it. And if that's you that's listening right now and you feel like, I need that freedom. I need I need that true love for Christ. I, I really want to follow God because that's what it's all about. You know, freedom comes with it, but it's about really laying down your life and, and having that sacrificial love for Christ. You know, there's, there's no greater love than to lay down your life for a friend, right? Like mm. if we're willing to like completely die to ourselves, that's the love for Christ. Um, if that's you, um, call out to God. It says, whoever calls out to me will be saved. That doesn't necessarily mean you just have to call and he saves you, but he will get that process going just like he did for Vienna, that he will begin to show you things. Call out to him. Um, Lord, just just bring those people towards you, Lord God. And I just pray again for just open ears over this whole podcast episode um, that people would hear and that they would receive and that they'd be touched. Um, God, and I just pray for every single person listening, uh, whether it touched them or not, God, that you are moving in their life 
and um, that you continue to challenge them and bless them through this podcast and through your word, Lord. Um, we thank you and we pray all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Um, I just feel like the Lord is showing that there's several people out there um, that have a tugging at their heart right now mm-hmm. that feel like they know him, um, but not at this level. And he just wants you to know, like, you're wondering if there's more. It's endless. Mm-hmm. It's endless. It will never, you'll never that's reach. So <laughs> So hopefully that's that's encouraging to someone that's... That's so awesome. Yeah, I I think that word's even good for me too, where it's like sometimes you can get so safe or just like feel like, well, I'm, you know, I'm doing more than most people, I guess, you know, but it's like, there's there's always more. Like we can always go deeper. So like, if that's you, like, again, let that pride go of just, and I know I, I experienced too, like, but just let that go and realize that like, there's even more, you know, and it's... I know for me and Vienna and my family and everyone, like it's never a condemnation thing. It's like so exciting to like help someone get to learn more, you know, and we all are building up each other. Like I said at the beginning, Vienna builds me up just as much as I feel like I built her up, I'm sure. Um, And that's how it's supposed to be, you know, iron sharpens iron. So Mm -hmm. yeah, any, any more closing words or can I close her out? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you guys for tuning in again. Um, a lot of things coming, uh, a lot of things I'm working on, but you know, things have been busy. Um, but yeah, I, I, again, there, there is more things that I want to do with the podcast, like t-shirts and stickers and all that fun stuff. But the main thing is, is even for that uh, stuff is to spread the gospel. And, and even like, if you, you know, put the sticker on your car or whatever, it's to show that like you stand with this message. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about the name or anything like that or me. Um, so I just want to make that clear, but we do have a lot of fun things coming up and I can't wait to just get the season kicked off. And, uh, yeah, thanks Fiona for coming on. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good day. Bye-bye.